Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again to get your hangover fix. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I am the podcast producer. Alongside with me is one of my best buddies in the world, especially when we're talking black and gold. His name is Anthony Julius Defio. Tony Jules, what's up, my friend? I am doing fantastic. And kudos to you. You pulled a Chris Berman this weekend. You were just a marathon man. Your well, eyes are I, probably hurting right now. I, I appreciate that. I definitely have to give uh, props to the entire podcast team as well as the entire editorial Absolutely. team. Everything that everybody did this weekend. If you didn't hear Tony a lot this weekend, it didn't matter because he was writing six articles. If you heard a lot of uh, Dave Schofield, you know, you did. You heard him doing all of the uh, breaking news for the draft, for every single pick. We even threw in an extra one in there with number five, trading in for number five, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, you heard him going crazy, and then he uh, turned around, besides his editorial duties, jumps on all the roundtables. The reason I wasn't on all the roundtables, I was making sure everything was, all those shows were getting set up as the producer. That's my job. You heard you heard uh, Jeff Hartman the first two nights. He was working like crazy the last day. Man, it was a team effort. One of the best teams in the blogosphere, I will say that. I mean, I know I'm biased, but I will definitely say that. So thank you so much. We had so many great comments about our coverage. We dreamed this up a while back, and we are going to continue to do this and make it bigger and better every single time. So I really appreciate everybody here, and we cannot do it with all of you pouring into the live chat, being fans, messaging us. You know, we do it because we love the Steelers, but we do it because you love the Steelers and we are blessed to have this platform. So thank you. We would not have this platform without any of you. So let's go ahead and get this going, Tony. The Steelers, the draft, it's over. We talked about the draft like crazy. Oh, did we ever? And we never got tired of it. And we kept on trying to put a fresh spin on it. In fact, I even ended up uh, getting draft delirium. I did mock drafts every single day after uh, after the picks. None of my picks were right whatsoever for the Steelers. I couldn't get a single one. I thought I was going to get the Creed Humphrey one right. Nope, not a thing. So did this draft go the way you expected, Tony? I mean, as far as uh, they address, I think we, we all knew that they were looking for several starters. I think I think it's safe to say that they were looking for starters in several different positions, and 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 you can't address them all with premium picks, as we know. Uh, but I think they, they their first three three uh, picks were definitely calculated. You could you know they, they they needed a center, they got that in the third. They needed a tight end, they got that in the second. They needed a running back, they got that in the first. A lot of people are. You know, disagreeing about the order, the combination, but you can't you can't uh, argue the fact that they got three players who could come in and, and very easily start, if not from day one, uh, sooner rather than later. So uh, it went pretty much how I expected it. So I'm going to bring up Doc Holiday here. A few head scratching, but got to trust Colbert. You guys did a great job. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's always going to be some head scratchers, but it's funny, and I say this all the time, and I don't say this to belittle anybody. But I'll just use myself for an example. I didn't know who some of these guys were. I've never heard of Presley Harvin. 
I never yeah. have. I'm excited about Presley Harvin. We'll talk about the punter from Georgia Tech, the big fella. We will <laughs> be talking about him, and I've already named him, Tony. I'm going to say that now. He's a giant dude. He could be a superstar. Why don't we just call this guy Elvis? Woo! And I love it. And you know, he, you know, he, he's a prime candidate to be a fan favorite right off the bat. You just yes, know it, he is. He, and we're, we're going to talk about that when we get to uh, our card shark section of the hangover, which we're going to do today. Um, yeah, I don't know who these guys are. I don't have the scouting that the Steelers do have. And one thing that I keep going back to every single time, Tony, is the number 24. And it's like scripting picks. Okay. You know how Bill Walsh started this way back when in the early 70s, the late 70s. And so what I'm saying here is he would script the first 25 plays and all teams do that now. But what I'm saying here is the Steelers script 24 players. Right. And Colbert said that they do. And so Mike Tomlin said, yeah, we, I live in a vacuum. I don't listen to anybody on the radio, on the TV, any of right. the media that says this is who the Steelers are going to pick. We make our list, right. and we know who's on our list. So these guys seem to be on their list for a reason. You know, it's funny, as much as a lot of us uh, downplayed the trade, which was a little bit of a head-scratcher because we're not familiar with Isaiah Loudermilk, but with two H's, by the way, um, we're, we're not familiar with them. But the thing about Isaiah Loudermilk, you said it before, somebody was a champion for him and somebody pressed him hard. And you're not just going to get, you're not going to get by Colbert and Tomlin easy. Right. So, I mean, right. they, yeah. he had, he had to have been on the list. Right. So they had to know something that uh, the rest of us didn't know. Their, their big board is way different than our big board. <laughs> Because we're we're not privy to it. Right. So, you know, so that's why I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt like a lot of people are. I'm not going to grade this draft. I never do. I mean, I, I did. I went ahead and put a grade in on the article that we did because, you know, I mean, that's what we're doing. I have no problem doing that. But I really can't grade these individual players because I don't know who they, they were. If you go back in time, if you go back – after the 2016 season, Artie Burns had a pretty good grade. I think he was grading out at a B after his rookie season. Right. Yeah. He had a good rookie, really good. Then things fell apart. Yeah. You know, Troy Palomalu and Cam Hayward are great examples of guys that people weren't so sure about after their rookie seasons. There was right. glimpses with Palomalu, there wasn't much at all with Hayward. No right. one, no one's gonna say now when you have a Hall of Famer and another guy that's a, gonna be a Steeler um, Hall of Honor. Absolutely, guy in in Hayward. If he's not, a, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I'm not gonna speculate on that right now. I think right now maybe not, but possibly. But he's definitely. What do they yeah. call it? Is it a Hall of Honor or Great Hall or? Hall of Honor, and and just 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 the fact that we're speculating on whether or not Cam Hayward can make it to the Hall of Fame, that just that tells you what kind of career he's had. So, but he didn't have he, he we didn't know much about him the first year that he was here. He was learning that complicated uh, zone blitz defense that that was in place back then. Look at a guy that got another contract with the Steelers, and that would be our guy Cortez Allen, not our yeah. guy, but from the Citadel. I mean, so right. 
he was early on, he was pretty good. And then things started to fall apart maybe after he got that contract. You know, so it, it's really funny how things go with these picks. I, uh, I went against what I do. Normally, I, I try not to fall in love with picks. Dave Schofield always talks about don't fall in love with, with a prospect. Fall in love with a position, maybe, that you want them to address. But be careful because they might end up wearing purple. Well, my draft crush ended up wearing brown and orange, and that's Anthony Schwartz. He went a lot earlier than I thought he was going to go. But, man, they got fast with that guy. And now I have to root against him, the guy that I loved for four months. Mm-hmm. Is now, is now, you know, public enemy number one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, 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 it changes quickly depending on where they go. So we're going to talk about the these uh, draft picks, and we're going to have some fun with this too. So the Steelers were dealt a hand. They chose their hand, but the hand that they dealt themselves is going to include nine new cards. And even more than that, when we get into the the uh, undrafted free agents, two that I absolutely love at the same position, I'm really excited about these guys. I think they got steals with undrafted free agents with, with some of these guys. But with these cards, you have different cards that you hope for when you're playing blackjack, when you're playing poker, whatever you're playing, you want some special cards here. So I have five special cards that I'm going to bring up here. And I'm going to have you basically tell me what card we were dealt with a particular player that you think exemplifies this card. So let's go with the Ace of Diamonds. Who is the Steelers' best pick? The Ace of Diamonds in this draft. I know it sounds too easy to say, but it has to be Najee, Najee Harris. I mean, he he was... Uh the best running back on the board, according to many people, uh, they, they needed, they needed a running back. They need a franchise running back to, 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 to change their, uh, their, 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 their direction as, as, as an offense. Uh, they needed somebody who could fit Matt Canada's scheme. They talked a lot about that. I mean, uh, and, and, and apparently he, he's really good in, in, in the, uh, the zone blocking scheme. I don't know much about that. Kevin Smith and those guys are, they're really the experts there, but, but, yeah, I mean he's a fantastic uh, player. He's pr- productive. He was a team leader at Alabama, big time school. Uh, they're all time leading rusher. Uh, it has to be. It has to be Najee. Thirty touchdowns for this guy, and I have been watching a lot of stuff. Uh, Jeff Hartman mentioned this little docu series on the internet, and I started watching it. A really great kid. Yeah. Um, how he came up from. Uh, you know, struggling and nothing and uh, to get where he is, where I am in the documentary right now is uh, after his freshman season in Alabama, when he was ready to check out. And so it's really, uh, really good stuff. I think he's going to be a superstar. Now you've got, we were talking about this the other night. There were a lot of people mixed about this pick right? because, because they were mixed about the pick because you've got the what comes first, the chicken or the egg. And somebody brought this up. It's a chicken or the egg situation because do you get the offensive lineman to block for him or do you get the guy that could run? Right. I know they go hand in hand, but you don't have two first round picks. And the last time they, the only time in my lifetime that they had two first round picks was 1989. They got a running back and they got the offensive tackle. 
and they both disappointed. I'm talking about Tim Worley in 1989 from the University of Georgia and the University of Pittsburgh's very own Tom Ricketts. They did not work out as the number one draft picks, and they had two of them. They yeah. came over in that Mike Merriweather trade. So you've and, got to, they had to decide what they were right. going to do here. And they decided, and they went with the runner first. Right. And and that Tim Tim Worley pick, I mean, that was a, a no-brainer at the time. I mean, Najee Harris is more of a – it's mixed reviews in turn, depending on who you're talking to. But Tim Worley was considered a, a no-brainer. There was he he was the pick, and he saw we saw how that it turned out. So, yeah, you know, you know, th- th- this is not an exact science, and we say this all the time. Everybody says it, but it's the truth. If they would have picked a lineman, well, you know, people would have said, "Well, what about the what about the running back? What about you know?" If, if say they picked Trey Sermon in the third round, a lot of people were, were calling him Benny Snell. I, I saw I re- reading a lot of comments, and people said, "We don't need another Benny Snell in here." So, you know, it's like. You, you have to decide you had the best running back on the board and you had a, a tackle class that was deep that people kept saying you could get a, a guy later in, in the draft. Well, maybe that's what, maybe that's what they did with, with their fourth round pick. And we'll talk about him as well. So now let's look at another card here. Cause I, we could talk about Najee Harris all day and I, you know, he did come out and say it is Najee, which I was not aware of. I thought it was Najee. Um, but, it, but it is Najee that he wants to be called. So I will go ahead and uh, and call him that correctly. And I, But I'm excited about this pick because I love how dynamic he, he is. You just saw I put Ezra's comment up on the board that uh, Barry Sanders never had a line. So you you take the uh, you take the egg first or or whatever he called it. Um, I lost it. But that's a pretty good comment. Um, you know, Tate Boys is uh, saying this here. He's saying Emmett Smith wouldn't be the all-time rusher without the chicken, which is the O-line. So, you know, you know, there's different ways to look at it. Uh, I want to talk about the guy that went right after Najee Harris. And Najee Harris, excuse me. And it's uh, Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that guy too. But I just don't think he's as durable as what you're going to see out of Najee Harris. I, I just think this guy is has the chance to be a superstar. If they could put together a line, which I think they're on their ways to doing it, I think they were on their way to doing it before this draft because of a run-blocking phenom like a Kevin Dotson, David DeCastro. Yes, he's up there in age, in football age. However, he was hurt a lot of last year. Right. I, don't, I don't think he's done you uh, you have a guy in Zach Banner who is known as a run blocker. Right. So, you know, and he's going to be your right tackle as of right now. Mm-hmm. And the left tackle right now is Chooks Akor 4. I mean, you know, maybe they need to improve somewhere along those lines, but we'll and they do, and they try to address that. So let's go, let's go ahead, pull another card out of the hand here. I'm going to look for the King of Hearts here, which the King of Hearts would be your fan favorite, Tony. Ah, uh, uh, well, for me personally, as much as I love, much as I love the, the punter, I love the punter. He, I mean, how can you not? How can you? How can you not? But it's got to be Kendrick Green. I, I just, I think he's going to be. He's. I just that that pick that video of him celebrating uh, and his with his whole family. That intensity it kind of reminded me of David Putty and from Seinfeld. 
the devil, let's go, let's get it on. You know, it's like, I just can't stop laughing. I just, I love that. It's so endearing. And, and, and you, you know, like when you have that moment, I'm, if we're all that lucky to realize what our dream and that moment when he was, when, when he knew he was going to be in the NFL uh, and Pittsburgh Steeler, I mean, his, his, probably his whole life flashed before him and, and that his dream came true. And it was just like, I just love that intensity. He looked like he was ready to block somebody right then and there. It was fantastic. Yeah. I really think that he is the fan favorite of this draft. A lot of people in the live chat and you're right. They're yelling out Presley. They love Presley as a fan favorite, but Kendrick green is more of a favorite to make this team. I will tell you that oh, yeah. than Presley because Presley still has to win the job and it's one man wins the job. Right. I think he, I think he wins the job over Jordan Berry. I think this guy, yeah, I, I know there's a lot of personality behind him being a big dude. Um, we saw a clip the other day, which uh, we won't be showing clips on uh, YouTube anymore. <laughs> I will just <laughs> say that um, we got a little, uh, we got told about that from uh, from YouTube, so uh, our bad. But <laughs> so he can throw the ball on a fake punt. I mean, this guy's huge. Yeah. But I, I like what Kendrick Green does here. You know, he uh, I saw some clips of him playing center. He played more last season as a guard. So the big question is how he trans transitions in the pros to a full-time center, and that's where they're going to try to make him. Uh, we've seen it before. We've seen guards in college that played predominantly guard move over to center and do well. I mean, I think Dermani Dawson did very well. Yeah. When when he because a lot of people don't realize this, and I said it wrong before. I said it the the next year they drafted the center. No, in 1988, the first round pick was Aaron Jones out of Eastern Kentucky. The second round pick was from Kentucky, and it was Jermani Dawson who right. was a guard. The third round pick in 1988 was a Notre Dame center named Chuck Lanza. Right. And Chuck did not make it. They uh, the next year they moved Dermani over. The rest is Hall of Fame history, so that that's great. Um, back to Kendrick Green, I think he's got the person. He definitely has the personality. He definitely has he definitely has uh, the work ethic too. And we're going to talk about work ethic with another one of these uh, and another one of these. But he just seems to me to uh, he, he seems like a pouncy. He could yeah, be the long that's what I was gonna say. Of the right. Same number and everything. Same number, which yeah. I'm predicting he does not get that number. I'm telling you right now. Oh, no. Don't no, no expect way. him to get 53. <laughs> Absolutely not. So Jeff James Galway says Jeff Hardings. Jeff Hardings is another guy. Uh, for the uh, When he was with the Lions, he was drafted as a guard and then became yeah. a center. Right. And did he, was, did he play center? Did he play center in Detroit? I would think that he did. Or did I want to say he was a guard in Detroit. I want to. Say, I think he was a guard, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He was drafted as a guard, but I'm wondering if he comes over, if he comes over to Pittsburgh and is transitioned to a center. I don't know. I that's something that uh, I'd love to know, and I'm sure somebody out there knows that. Yeah. Um, let us know because I wasn't prepared for that one, but great. Thanks for bringing that one up. That's, that's a good one there. Another thing about this guy, I'm, I'll have a nickname for him already. And, uh, I'm giving him the nickname of son of Mr. 2am. He <laughs> seems like a Mr. 2am guy. If you see the picture that came out, 
I love that picture yeah. <laughs> with, with the car and the and the women, and he's just in the middle, basically. <laughs> and he has, he's not even a, he's not even a pro. He doesn't even have a job yet, and he already has all those women. I don't even know how he pulled it off. But good for him. <laughs> Uh, Sadie says, I'm with you, Bad Grant, and it's too early to tell, but I really like what I heard in Steelers press conferences about Green's leadership skills and presence in the locker room. Reminds me a lot of what we always heard about Pouncey in regards to being a leader and might be what we need for our struggling and transitioning O-line. Sadie said well. I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you so much. And, you know, it goes right along with 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 uh, with Najee Harris. He he he's uh, he's excels in at what zone, zone blocking, right? That's that's the scheme at Illinois. Was that am, am I right? So, uh, you know, it's it's they have they have a new coordinator, and, and they're and they're they they're making picks that 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 fits his system. You got you got it's hard to argue with that. I hope I pronounce his name right. Ed Schusler says uh, he was a guard in Detroit. So I'm, I guess he was a full-time guard and he transitioned when he came over to Pittsburgh. Um, that's what it seems to be. So um, Ed also says that Green was a state championship wrestler and mean. Love it. Definitely yeah. love it. We've, uh, we've seen championship wrestlers by uh, one of my hometown guys, Carlton Hasselrig out of uh, Pitt Johnstown, where I went to college who was a six-time NCAA champion, uh, may he rest in peace. He uh, he came here as a defensive lineman when yeah. they uh, they they were called something different. They weren't called the uh, practice squad. They were called the developmental squad back then. Mm -hmm. And so he spent a year as a defensive lineman. They moved him over to tackle on the offensive side, and, man, <laughs> he was good. And he went to a Pro Bowl. Uh, so – Ezra says not Najee equals January football. I I love that. I'm bringing that up on the board. I I absolutely love that. You know, um, mm -hmm. Wes says I brought Wes up by accident, but I like this. Let me tell you, Jerome, Jerome Bettis won a Super Bowl behind that line. Yeah, Marvell Smith, Hardings, obviously Fanica, great yeah. line. Kendall Simmons, and Ed's Ed's an Illini fan too, and. Kevin Johnston also sent me some uh, film of him who lives in Illinois, a Steeler fan as well, and was saying, hey, you're going to love this guy. So I really think he could be a very good king of hearts for us here. So, Tony, this is what we're going to do. We've got a few more cards to talk about. We've got the eight of clubs, who's our blue collar guy. We've got the Joker, and we've got the wild card. And we are going to talk about that when we come back for the second half of BTSC's Steelers Hangover. Check us out if you are on any of our platforms where you download your favorite podcast. I hope this is one of them. All you have to do is go on over to number two. If you're hanging out on Facebook or YouTube, just stick around. Just give a five-second stretch, and we'll be back right after this.